You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. The Large Nerdron Collider podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the Large Nerdron Collider podcast, the podcast that's all about the geeky stuff happening in the world around us today and how super excited we are about it. I'm Ariel Casted, and with me, as always, is the super awesome Jonathan Strickland. That's that's foreshadowing, because I have a super question for you, Ariel. All right, Ariel, here's your question. So you're the next squirrel girl, meaning that you are magically imbued with a superpower that, at least on casual glance, is useless. What is it? And why you think, I want to explain to the people out there who don't don't know who Squirrel Girl is, she is a Marvel Universe character who literally has the power to communicate with squirrels, and there's a running joke in Marvel that despite this seemingly useless power, she has defeated, like, all of the most powerful supervillains in the Marvel universe at one time or another. Uh, So I think, and this, maybe this is too useful. So I have a backup, but I think it would be object permanence. Uh, (laughs) So, so wait, are you saying that if I cover up my eyes, you don't even recognize that I'm still here? (laughs) Well, more like I can, I can uh, cause people to not have object permanence, I think would be the useful way to do it. But yes, also like, if, if I cover my eyes, you're not there, and what's not there can't hurt me, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. That's like a super powerful, powerful 
uh, uh, ability. I mean, when yeah. you think about it, like, but, like you, you've got like invulnerability and invisibility all worked into one. Yeah, but I mean, you wouldn't think so from the name. But if that is in fact too useful, like if if listeners go, no, that that's that doesn't count as a squirrel girl power, then I would say supersonic cowbell playing skills. Okay. Yeah, you could. I mean, that falls in line with some other Marvel type heroes, right? Like there are Marvel heroes who have uh, sonic abilities. Well, for my part, my useless superpower is that I would be able to tell how much charge any battery powered device happens to have in it. That's whether there's an indicator or not. That's, that's it. super useful. I don't know if it's that useful. It's not that useful if you're going up against, say, Thanos, but it's well, you know, it's useful if you're about to say, like, uh, jump into the shower with a a wet razor and you're about to like a like an electric razor that can go in the shower and you're about to shave your head. I don't know if this applies to anybody else, but sometimes you get halfway through and then it dies and then you have to go talk to your partner and say, hey, do you have any batteries? Because otherwise I'm going to have a very, very special look going on for the next few days. Listen, it happens to me all the time when I try to <laughs> shave my head. <laughs> okay. Well, it's not just me then. <laughs> but I mean, like that is, could be super useful. So let's say you're in a field of electronic cars. You could tell which one to take or. No. So if could, I'm a super villain carjacking cars, got it. Yeah. Or if you're a superhero, you could you know, guide the supervillain to a plane that doesn't have enough battery to stay in the air more than 20 seconds. Maybe maybe I could alert people that Ultron is going to get a little cranky because he's starting to get tired. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, that is a fantastic squirrel girl uh, type power, Jonathan. Thank you. Super impressed. Well, today we've got a lot of news to cover. Yes. Yes. So we're going to start with Uh, Some news that isn't really news, and that's an update on the Fantastic Four. So earlier this week, news was dropped, a rumor was dropped, I should say, that Jennifer Lawrence was going to be playing Sue Storm in the new Marvel Fantastic Four movie. And uh, Kevin Feige has come out and said, you know, we are not, and and that they were moving to Australia and they were filming there. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but Kevin Feige has come out and said that, you know, we are just talking to writers now. We really only have a director landed at this point. It is crazy to me that there is a director attached to a movie. There's not a script there. It actually Mm kind of reminds me, there's a a great Coen brothers film called Barton Fink. It's one of their early films. And in it, uh, Barton Fink, uh, there's a, there's a point where he's meeting with the CD movie producer type and finds out that, there's a movie that's already in production. There is no script, but there is a poster. That's what it kind of reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy to think that they have already attached a director, but they don't even have a writer attached yet to this thing. Uh, but hey, you know what? Maybe Squirrel Girl will show up in it. Hey, you know what? I I'm excited because the director is the guy who worked on the last two Marvel Spider-Man movies, and Mm -hmm. that's pretty fantastic. And also, if it is just a rumor that Jennifer Lawrence is Sue Storm and they haven't actually started casting yet, that means I can still throw my hat in the ring to play (laughs) the thing. Awesome. Because I would love to play 
a version of the thing. Benjamina Grimm. Yes, they've already cast She-Hulk, so I can't do that. So I'll just be Benjamina Grimm. Well, like, and I, I think it's also kind of interesting that if this were all true, then it means that we've got yet another actor who has played multiple uh, Marvel characters, and mm-hmm. it could open up more opportunities for multiverse type stuff. Like we've heard lots of rumors about actors who have played certain Marvel characters coming back in future Marvel films as the other character they've played. <laughs> it, it also goes to say, you know, check your sources. There's lots of rumors out there. There was a rumor that Charlie Cox was going to be in Secret Invasion and not a lot of corroborating information. So yeah, I keep uh, hoping for that, though. That I mean, that would be pretty fantastic. But again, check your sources just because you read it doesn't mean it's true. That's true. Now, our next story is something that is absolutely true, which is that there is a trailer for the Amazon animated series Invincible, which is based Mm -hmm. off a comic book series by Robert Kirkman. So you can actually go and watch. Uh, It's it's a a pretty good trailer. It gives you a good feeling of the action and sort of the story. Um, But you don't want to know too much about the story because I know the story of Invincible. Oh. It is it is a a really interesting take on superheroes and on conflict. Uh, and it has an interesting balance between humor and some really heavy stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And I think it will be better for people to experience this watching it for the first time as opposed to reading up on it and then seeing how well the series holds up versus the the comic books. Unless you just want to you know, get into the comic books, which by all means you should. I mean, I think I'll watch the series first and then get into the comic books. To be fair, I haven't read, like I watched The Walking Dead. I didn't read The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. which is Robert Kirkman's other famous series. Um, so do, do you think that this will be quite as gruesome as The Walking Dead, Jonathan? I mean, there's going to be moments of uh, some gruesome stuff. So Invincible is a hero who... He's he's discovering his powers. He's a young man who is the son of another hero who is coming into his own with his own superpowers. And one of those is uh, very fast healing. He has limited the invulnerability is the wrong word because that suggests that he's invulnerable to to harm. He's not. He's very vulnerable to harm, but he's he's tough uh, Mm -hmm. and he can heal very quickly. But that also lends itself to him getting very, very badly hurt before he heals up. And uh, there will be some elements of gruesome stuff, but it won't. I don't think it will be nearly as dark and more importantly, hopeless as The Walking Dead was like The Walking Dead mm-hmm. becomes misery porn to me, kind of like Game of Thrones. Like it, it, it's yeah. it's an exercise in seeing how awful the characters end up episode after episode. Invincible is not like that. Uh, Speaking of dark and hopeless, Jonathan, we have more DCEU news. But this one, this one gives me joy. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Me too. It was just really just a a mediocre segue. So Mm -hmm. they have cast Supergirl to be in the new Flash movie. Yes. Andres Muschietti, the, uh, the director gave a call to the actress who landed the role. She then, uh, Uh, posted to Instagram the recording of the meeting. Her name is Sasha Cal, and she is the first Latina Supergirl. And um, the video 
is about the most wholesome and wonderful video. It it doesn't hurt that the version that is shared online has the classic John Williams Superman theme slowly mm-hmm. rising in the background, the Krypton theme, and it's uh, wonderful. And I, if you need a pick me up, watch her reaction to being told that she got yeah. the part. Yeah, we'll we'll have it in our show notes on our website, uh com. So you won't even have to search that hard for it. I will say if it I one, I really like Ezra Miller as the Flash. I've said that before. If she can bring some of her her personal happiness and and effervescence to Supergirl in that movie, then um I'm hopeful for watching it. Uh, you know, because actors, they they bring themselves to the role. So, yeah. Well, and out of all the characters we've seen so far, the Flash is probably the most lighthearted, followed by Aquaman. Uh, mm-hmm. So it gives me hope that the film will be also it will also embody that that spirit of kind of hopeful optimism and a little element of fun with it as well. Mm-hmm. Um because that is the thing that that I find I really respond well to that. Whereas, yeah. like, if it's just the dark gritty, I'm like, come on, guys, we live through 2020. We we don't <laughs> need more dark gritty. Well, That's why I'm not so so thrilled about the Snyder cut coming out. I'm like, yeah, but I just lived through that. You know, and and I know we have listeners who really do appreciate the the less um, cheerful DCEU as sure, opposed to Marvel because sure. they've been burnt out on Marvel. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think that there can be a good balance between high stakes and pleasant characters that could make a really fantastic film. So, yeah, I, I and again, if you are one of those folks out there who just really loves that, that kind of dark, gritty style, there's nothing wrong with that. It's more about me just kvetching about my own personal <laughs> preferences. So so don't take it too seriously. Uh, something I take extremely seriously, however, is our next story. Oh, really, Jonathan? Oh, I have thoughts. Okay, so the next story, and I have no idea what your thoughts are, is about The Irregulars, which is uh, Sherlock Holmes meets Scooby-Doo, it kind of looks like. So, Ariel, the in, in Arthur Conan Doyle's, I'm sorry, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's You're forgiven. Sherlock Holmes <laughs> stories, The Irregulars are these these characters, they're, they're street urchins essentially who run errands for Sherlock Holmes. Like they help mm-hmm. him get information on the street level. Like they can essentially cover large parts of the city and report back to him. So they're kind of part of his tool set, Holmes's tool set in getting information. The Irregulars is more about a different take on Sherlock Holmes where they're working for Dr. Watson. Uh, Sherlock Holmes is apparently a drug addicted ne'er-do-well. And I mean, he... Okay. Well, he was definitely a cocaine user in the in the stories too, right? Yeah. But he's now a in this version a drug addict who is given all the the uh, credit for solving the mysteries that the irregulars are performing. That part, none of that upsets me. I'm actually mm-hmm. like, that's an interesting take. And there have been plenty of takes where Sherlock Holmes is not the great hero that he's made out to be in Watson's stories. I mean, there are comedies where Watson is really the genius and Sherlock Holmes is a bumbling actor. So Mm -hmm. that doesn't upset me. What upsets me is the suggestion that there might be supernatural elements at play because that is antithetical to the Sherlock Holmes universe. It's like the exact opposite of what you 
look for in a Sherlock Holmes story mm-hmm. because Holmes is all about rationality and he's always looking for the explanation that seems to uh, be to manifest as paranormal, but in fact is completely mundane. Um, and I hate the tendency to go toward a more supernatural kind of depiction mm-hmm. when it comes to Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah. And this, I mean, this this pretty heavily hints that it's going to be that. The <laughs> the description is supernatural drama series uh, with mysteries of the fantastical variety. Well, and, and even the article we link to suggests that potentially the irregulars themselves are gifted humans, but I haven't seen anything else that indicates that, so I don't know where that particular author came up with that idea. Yeah, it's just a it's just a teaser. Uh, we are quickly running out of time for this first segment, so let's hit our last story, Jonathan. I want mm-hmm. you to talk about this because sure, you yeah, found this article. So Spike Lee is going to produce a film for Netflix called Gordon Hemingway and the Realm of Cthulhu, uh, directed by Stefan Bristol. And the story is going to follow a black American gunslinger named Gordon Hemingway and his adventures in East Africa in the 1920s. There's going to be a Lovecraftian horror elements to it. And the reason why I wanted to include this is, one, I think it's awesome that we're Mm -hmm. getting more Lovecraftian horror stories. But two, I think it's also really cool that the ones we've gotten recently, like Lovecraft Country and now this, are being created by people who have a totally different perspective. I mean, these are black creators who are making these, these works. And to me, that's really interesting because one of the biggest problems with Lovecraft's literature is that there's a lot of stuff in it that is just plain racist. Mm -hmm. Like it is, there are harmful stereotypes of people of color in several of the Lovecraft stories. So to see this kind of mythos being repurposed and, being uh, 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 expanded by people of color who are using it not just to tell great stories, but they're also using it to address things like racism. I think that that's fantastic use of source material. I agree. I agree. Plus, you know, the descriptor for this movie kind of feels like very Indiana Jonesy, and I'm all about that. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I'm really excited. Me and too. when we come back, we're going to start off with a story. That's going to let Ariel geek out like you've never heard her geek out before (laughs) because I know her. But we're going to take a break first. Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds. Make mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, 
Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All right, Ariel, uh, I want you to tell me about a place that you really liked that I never visited that was in in a spot called Pleasure Island, and it was known as the Adventurer's Club. Please, what was the Adventurer's Club for the uninitiated? And what's the, is it Congaloosh? Kungaloosh. Okay. Kungaloosh. Yeah. So Pleasure Island, for those who don't know real quick, it was like a nightclub area at Disney, kind of in downtown Disney area. Yeah. Walt Disney uh, World, not Disneyland. Yeah. Disney World. And within there, they had a bunch of different clubs. And one of those clubs was the Adventurers Club, uh, which was like a 1930s style secret society. And you'd go in and you had all these characters. It was basically like... The Ren Fest of 1930s adventuring, and they'd have you'd have different rooms you'd go into where things on the wall would talk to you. You'd have different characters. 
and and a lot of the characters would stay the same, but would be played by different people each night. And each person had their own shticks and, and they'd have cabarets where they'd sing on stage and call you up. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful experience. Myself and my roommate at the time may have gone often enough that we occasionally got recognized by some of the cast members. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we're talking like an immersive theater experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it was just really fantastic. It was, before they closed it down, like one of my dream jobs to work there. And, and just, you know, you, you'd have like the French maid, you'd have the adventurer, you'd have the forever boy scout, uh, just... Samantha Sterling was the female adventurer. She was so cool. You can even go to Jock Lindsay's now at Downtown Disney and find like little bits and hints of her and of the other adventurers, other places. So it turns out that they are a part of a larger story created for uh, Tokyo Disney Sea called the Society of, of Explorers, Explorers and, and Adventurers. And Adventurers. Yeah. Which I didn't know. I only knew about the Disney World stuff. Well, and, and this. To be fair, the Adventurers Club got retconned into it because the Adventurers Club had already closed down before Disney Imagineers started to create this. And I honestly don't know like how organically the SEA society uh, mm-hmm. formed or if it was one of those things that like, did they plan this out? Did it just sort of kind of grow just by in adding new attractions and then kind of linking them thinking, well, this is thematically similar to something else. So it turns out now that through all this retconning, you have attractions like the jungle cruise ride, uh, the big thunder mountain railroad ride. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think tower of terror, uh, tower the, Di- of terror. the Disney world one yeah. still is soaring. Yeah, so little elements and it and places like Skipper's Canteen at Disney World, which is a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have these different places that that link to this society to the point where now there's this metaverse that kind of covers all these different elements. Mm-hmm. And it really uh, is one of those things where it's almost to me like it's becoming um, a different version of the hidden Mickey. I, I agree. I agree. Well, uh, it's not going to be so hidden because the the rumor is, at least, uh, Hollywood Reporter reported that Disney is working on making a TV series for Disney Plus about it uh, with Ron Moore, who, if you don't know him, he was a writer on Star Trek and Battlestar Galactica, the new one, and he helped develop Outlander. Uh, so he's worked on a lot of really good projects. Uh, and I'm I, I, I hope this comes to fruition because I would love to see some of my favorite characters. I, I think it is a much better way to incorporate your your rides at theme parks into storytelling than to have an entire, let's say, Haunted Mansion movie. Yeah, I agree. And uh, there's a lot of groundwork that's already been laid with these characters, mm-hmm. at least as far as lore goes. And if you go with the Adventurers Club, there's even like some some blueprints for characters there. It could be a really fun series. I, I hope that they go with sort of a comedic adventure tone as opposed mm-hmm. to, I mean, you would think they would have to with rides like Jungle Cruise. I mean, yeah. all the jokes are so corny, um, but I, we just don't know anything more than that. But I, mm-hmm. I really have high hopes for it. Well, if it includes the Jungle Cruise, I wonder if it'll have Dwayne Johnson in the TV series because he's in the movie. <laughs> yeah. I also wonder if one day they'll bring back the Adventurers Club. I hope 
so. <laughs> I hope so. It could, so hard. It could really fit at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. It would fit well right there. I agree. I agree. And maybe one day they'll even bring space into it because Joe Rode, who is a retired Walt Disney Imagineer, has joined Virgin Galactic to help make the experience of consumer space travel an awesome one. Yeah, this one is really interesting to me because, I mean, like Imagineers, if you've ever watched the documentary about Imagineering on Disney Plus, you know the kind of work and and attention to detail they have on even the most minute elements to try and uh, craft an experience Mm -hmm. that a lot of people can enjoy. That's obviously really challenging. People are very different. So creating something that's going to hit a lot of people essentially the same way is tough. Um, I think it's interesting also because if you're talking about going to space, I would think that you would want to make sure you have as few distractions as possible. Like you want, you don't want a lot of bells and whistles because you want to be able to enjoy, you know, the sense of weightlessness as well as being able to look at Mm -hmm. the planet and see it in its splendor. So I'm guessing that being an Imagineer with, with four decades of experience, he's going to have a fairly light touch. Yeah. Well, the company says that his goal is to stimulate curiosity guide the imagination, and anchor the Virgin Galactic customer experience with purposefulness and meaning. So... Yeah, I think the whole goal here is so that when you come down off your trip, you have a new appreciation for how interconnected everyone is on Earth. And then because you're absolutely rich, you continue to exploit the working man until they are absolutely... Maybe not. Maybe it'll it'll foster a, a spirit of philanthropy... Um, you yeah. know, I just I think that at least right now going to space takes so much like training and it's it's so intensive anyhow that that <laughs> I, it would be overwhelming without additional experience added to it. So. Yeah, I just think, uh, you know, obviously this is going to be something that only really the wealthy will be able to afford. We know that we're talking about tickets that are in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. So uh, it's not likely going to be something that the average person ever gets to experience, at least not anytime in the near future. Not, so not I, without like a giveaway for a seat. I know that. Yeah. There's there's been talk on some some commercial space missions of doing that. So. Yeah, I just get real cynical. But you know what I don't get cynical about? Psychopathic oh clowns and ice cream trucks driving <sighs> you to the brink of insanity. I, I feel like. I feel like your uh, priorities are a little askew, Jonathan. It could or is be. It because it's already a cynical thing and, and it... It might just be COVID. Matter. It might just be that I'm just... Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing. Yeah. Twisted Metal, which is a video game that I never played. It's a, a PlayStation game. Mm-hmm. Is now getting a TV sh- series? Well, it's super weird because the video game series, uh, essentially it all involves you driving a vehicle and trying to destroy other vehicles and the vehicles all are like, like it, it, it kind of follows those post-apocalyptic movies like Death Race 2000, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, Mad where, Max. Yeah. And Fury you're, Road. You're, you're definitely going up against other uh, crazy car drivers. And one of which is a, a, uh, a insane clown driving an ice cream truck. And it's sort of like race, race car and uh, combat all wrapped up into one. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't think that would lead itself to much of a narrative, but they're going to try. And they're going to try to make it funny. It's going to be an action comedy. 
Will Arnett is working on it. The writers for Deadpool, who do have a lot of experience with action and comedy intermingled, are working on it. And then writer Michael Jonathan Smith, who worked on Cobra Kai, is also working on it. It's about a car thief who faces marauders as he drives vehicle, as they drive vehicles of destruction and Mad Max stuff. It's got a fun crew behind it. It might be fun. It's not a story I ever thought I wanted, but I guess I'll wait and see. I, I guess you could argue that because, you know, it's really, if you think of the, the premise of the video game as just your starting point, it really means you can make any story you want because it's not like there's a, you know, a script to follow already. That's one of the biggest problems I think people have with video game uh, adaptations into film because mm-hmm. the video games typically have their own story that doesn't necessarily translate well to a cinematic experience. And so if you try to remake a video game as a movie, you don't really please anybody. And if you try and make a a movie that's based off video games that doesn't follow one of the plots of the games, then you run into the danger of alienating the fan base of the games. But with something like Twisted Metal, where there really wasn't a story, I don't see how you would alienate anybody. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, and, and, I worry about it being dark and and gory and and violent, but it's not nearly as violent, I would imagine, being just cars, as the next two games we're going to talk about. Diablo 2, which is getting revamped, uh, as announced at BlizzCon this past week, with cross-progression. Yes. Yes, so that means that if you are playing it on one platform and then you switch over to a different platform you'll be able to pick up where you left off at least for platforms that support it. And uh, they actually said the the developer said, we're not trying to be coy here. We're literally saying that we're working on this on a case by case basis. If the platform will support this cr- cross progression, then it's going to be incorporated into it. So that way, mm-hmm. if you happen to have copies of this game on your PC or your Xbox or whatever, you'll be able to pick up in whatever whatever platform you're playing on at the time. So yeah. that's a cool idea. It is. It doesn't mean cross-play, which is something my friends and I were talking about over the weekend. We were uncertain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the producer, Matthew Cedarquist, said it, as of right now, they don't have anything to announce on cross-play. The other game we're going to talk about, and this is actually going to lead into our mashup, is... Mortal Kombat, because right after we recorded our last episode, the trailer for Mortal Kombat dropped and it looks so much. It looks like so much fun. Uh, yeah, it looks dumb, but like fun, dumb. Look, um, I, I, I'm not I'm not expecting it to look smart. I mean, it's Mortal Kombat. It's yeah. it's a it's a tournament like it. First of all, it has been a long time since I've seen a tournament style movie. Mm-hmm. I used to watch those all the time when I was a kid. I watched all those different, like the Jean-Claude Van Damme movies where it was always set <laughs> at some form of mixed martial arts tournament. So uh, there were elements in this trailer that reminded me of the original Mortal Kombat live action film that mm-hmm. uh, seemed to be at least, if not a wink and a nod, there seemed to be moments where you looked at it, especially the fights between Sub-Zero and Scorpion, that uh, that made me think back to that original film uh, it's clearly much, much, much more 
violent and darker than the original film, but it still looks to me like it is appealing, even though it's a, I think it's an R rated movie. It looks like it's appealing to kind of that teenage range yeah. of, of ages. I, I know that the, I know that the video games are the, the latest Mortal Kombat video game is very, very gory. Oh yeah. Uh, and I'm, while this movie definitely has gore in it, I'm hoping it doesn't quite go that far. Um, yeah, like seeing someone get sawed in half yeah. by a hat or something. I, I would assume I would assume that you know, in an effort to attract a larger viewer base, um, they might kind of balance it between the video game and the 1995 movie. That's my hope. Maybe yeah. we get something along Kill Bill lines. Yeah, it's also interesting that uh, Johnny Cage does not appear in the trailer. The main character no. is a character who is not a regular Mortal Kombat character. So it's led to a lot of people uh, speculating that he, in fact, becomes Johnny Cage. We will have to see. Yeah. And our last story for this segment, we're just going to cover it very quickly is that Representative Marcus C. Evans Jr. of Illinois has proposed a ban on the sale of all violent video games in Illinois. Um, and it and the bill, it says that uh, any game that, quote, allows a user or player to control a character within the video game that is encouraged to perpetuate human-on-human -human violence in which the player kills or otherwise causes serious physical or psychological harm to another human or an animal, end quote, it qualifies that they're trying to expand to things like carjacking because Chicago has had a lot of uh, carjacking cases recently. The fine of if this were to pass and become law, then the fine for selling a game or renting out a game with violent content would be one thousand uh, dollars. This is where we remind you that psychological studies from reputable places like the American Psychological Association have never found any causal link between violence in video games and violence in real life. And that uh, this is the sort of stuff that's been struck down numerous times in the past by the Supreme Court. So we don't expect to see this to go any further. But once again, we see this issue pop up. And that just makes me so angry that I think we're going to need to do a mashup between some pop culture and a violent video game, Ariel. Okay, well, we'll do that. But first, let's uh, let's prepare ourselves and take a quick break. Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds. Make mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, 
Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Okay. So we are doing Mortal Kombat, as we said before the break, and we are also doing, kind of inspired by the fact that one of the Cobra Kai writers is working on the Twisted Metal show, the Karate Kid Extended Universe. Uh- <laughs> yes, yeah, so so it's, it's Karate Kid meets Mortal Kombat. Karate Kid slash Cobra Kai meets Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ariel, you know what question I'm going to ask you? Um... Yeah, I'm really worried we're going to be the same, and I want to do mine. So if we're the same, people are just going to have to listen to mine as well. But you can you can go first. Oh, excellent. Uh, well, do you want to give me the title of yours first before I say what the title of mine is? Because my title might change. Mine is Cobra Kaimbat. Oh, mine was Cobra Combat with a <laughs> with <laughs> both both of so them being similar. K's. Okay, here's mine. So similar. Okay. <laughs> Johnny Lawrence has a problem. Oh, no. <laughs> Growing up in Reseda wasn't easy. For one thing, there's a freeway running through the yard, and all the vampires walking through the valley move west down Ventura Boulevard. But that's a story <laughs> for another time. Out of nowhere, a kid from New Jersey moves into the neighborhood and starts making moves on Johnny's ex-girlfriend. Things escalate from there until Johnny and the new kid, Danny, come to an agreement. They'll settle their differences in a local karate tournament. Johnny trains with his sensei, preparing for the tournament and his upcoming revenge on Danny. But at the tournament, the unthinkable happens. Despite attempts to cripple Danny before the final round, Johnny faces defeat for the first time. And while he lays on the ground, face freshly kicked, he sees something truly strange happen. 
Danny lifts the trophy, his own teacher beaming at him, and suddenly the room goes cold. Cold? In Reseda? Is it those vampires? No, it's not the vampires. I told you, they'll show up in a different movie. <laughs> Instead, a glowing portal appears and out steps Shang Tsung, flanked by the ninja Scorpion and Sub-Zero. This is where I remind you that the plural of ninja is ninja. <clears throat> Shang Tsung looks at Daniel and explains that he has been chosen to participate in a tournament that takes place every 34 Earth years. Daniel is whisked away through the portal, which closes, leaving everyone behind absolutely gobsmacked. Flash forward 34 years. Johnny, who shed his last name and adopted a new one, Cage, has become an actor. While it's been years since he had a real fight, he uses his martial arts training to choreograph fight sequences in action movies. But now that he's on the other side of 50, the movie roles have really slowed down. He still gets the occasional gig, but it's rare that he gets more than a glorified cameo these days. Also, he's on Cameo. He'll send a happy birthday message for the low, low price of $75. He hasn't had any takers for a while now. On the 34th anniversary of that karate tournament, as Cage is thinking about his past, a portal opens. Out steps Shang Tsung, who says to Cage that, as the man who came closest to defeating Danny in ages past, he is now the Earth Realm's champion. Cage, eager to prove himself and find out what this is all about, steps through the portal. Once he does so, he discovers a world unlike any he ever imagined. He learns that Sub-Zero and Scorpion are, in fact, age-old enemies. He learns of blood magic, and insect ladies, and big, big dudes with four arms. He learns about a mysterious god of lightning who looks like he wandered off the set of Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> and he learns about the worst secret of them all. Daniel, it seems, won that tournament 34 years ago, and ever since has ruled as warlord of the Outer Realms, crushing all those who oppose him with cruelty. It is up to Johnny Cage to take him down. We then have a training montage. You're the best around plays, ironically, in the background. Cage enters the tournament. He fights his way through. He makes Sub-Zero chill out. He de-stings Scorpion. He makes the rain go away. He does other pun-like things to other fighters, <laughs> until it comes down to him and Danny, the overlord of the Outer Realms, and there's no one there to sweep the leg this time. At the beginning of the fight, Danny assumes a familiar pose. One leg lifted up, knee bent, arms outstretched to either side. Shang Tsung yells, fight! But Cage doesn't move. Danny looks confused. You, um, you have to come to me, says Danny. Nah, man, says Johnny. I know how that works. But, uh, I can't move forward like this, says Danny. You gotta come here. Nope, says Johnny. Get over here, yells Danny. Hey, that's my line, says Scorpion off screen. Fine, says Danny. And he starts to hop awkwardly forward in the crane stance until he accidentally hops onto a rock, which is kind of pointy. So he winces and he loses his balance. Oh, and I forgot to mention this fight is actually on that big pathway way above the spike pit. So he loses his balance and falls all the way down. Fatality, says Shang Tsung. But, you know, kind of a lame one. And that's how Johnny <laughs> Lawrence got his revenge. But his ex still won't call him. The end. That was so good, Jonathan. I should have gone first. <laughs> I always give you the chance. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So ours are similar, but they aren't totally the same. 
I, I leaned a lot more heavily into the Karate Kid lore. You're welcome, Sarah. I know you're listening. Uh, <laughs> the year is 2012. Mr. Miyagi has passed away and Kreese has disappeared somewhere into the Vietnam jungle. And Johnny Lawrence Cage, his mom got remarried again, is working as a handyman after nightmares of sweep the leg and finish him echoing through his head after his tournament with Daniel LaRusso have all but ruined his life. One day while sitting on the couch, he feels a searing pain on his chest. He looks in a mirror to find a mark in the shape of his old dojo, Cobra Kai's logo, emblazoned on his on, just under his shoulder. Frightened, he lets out a few choice expletives, downs a few Coors banquets for courage, <laughs> and sets out to find an answer to what is going on. However, when he goes to step out of his door, he actually steps through a portal and ends up on what looks to be a mountain on an island. He hears a familiar voice behind him. Hey, Blondie, welcome to Crease's Cove, with a K. He turns around, and there is John Kreese. Kreese goes on to explain that he serves the Emperor of the Outworld and that he has marked Johnny, one of his star pupils, to fight for him all those years ago. All that training was for this moment. Finally, Johnny could prove his martial arts skills were real by competing in Cobra Kaimbat, uh, helping to kill the karate kids and take over the Earth. For a moment, Johnny feels loved and excited for his old days of glory, until he is hit with flashbacks, the echoes of Kreese's voice, and he remembers why he left Cobra Kai in the first place. He shouts, screw you, man, and heads for the coast. Sadly, when he, he gets there, he realizes he doesn't know how to get back to his own world and is all of a sudden knocked unconscious. When he comes to, he sees Daniel LaRusso and, what, Mr. Miyagi, standing over him. WTF shouts Johnny and Daniel says, come on, dude, calm down. And he reaches down a hand to help Johnny up. Johnny begrudgingly takes his hand. And that's when Mr. Miyagi explains that he never died. He's the defender of the earth realm. And when he heard Kreese was issuing a Cobra Kaimbat, he had to leave to try to stop him. Sadly, by then the challenge was issued and Miyagi had to start assembling his team. As much as he loved Daniel, Daniel alone wasn't enough and kind of a schlub. So he introduced Johnny to the kids. There was, of course, Daniel LaRusso, who was... I'm going to say tank for lack of a better word. He could take a licking and keep on kicking. There is Chosen, the honorable, who was able to paralyze his opponents before landing the fatal blow. Uh, next was angry Julie Pierce, who could grow hawk talons and wings to attack her foes. Lastly was Dre Parker. You may not know him because he actually went to China to train, but he could marry any opponent's ability. And they needed one less person for their team. So Johnny could redeem himself, free himself from his nightmares, and defeat Kreese. Vengeance is sweet, sweeter than his hate for Daniel, so he agreed, and they all headed to the match. When they got to Kreese's Cove, they are matched up. Daniel was matched against Terry Silver, a man who turns to Silver. Thankfully, Silver is soft and Daniel defeats him. Next was Chosen, who fights Snake, an actual snake man, and it's a game of who can paralyze who first. Julie faces off against Alpha Ned. Alpha Ned can multiply into a whole fraternity of angry himself and does so. Julie sprouts her talons and starts slashing her way through. Dre is against the fighting dragon and Johnny comes up against Kreese's new favorite, Maiko Bad Boys Barnes, who sprouts extra arms when he rages out and is the new current champion of the outworld since Johnny declined. Johnny defeats him using guile and the element of surprise, striking first and striking hard. They're about to deliver the final fatalities, but instead, learning from Mr. Miyagi, honk the opponent's noses. Kreese cannot abide by losing and this humiliation. He shouts, no mercy, and jumps towards the kids. Miyagi says, I don't think so, and the kids take back up their fighting stances. 
We flash to Earth, and the students of West Valley High all of a sudden get a chill down their spines. As the principal announces at assembly, students, give a warm welcome to your new PE teacher, Mr. Sub-Zero. The water fountain in the corner of the gym freezes, fade to black. <laughs> I like that you didn't have any Mortal Kombat characters until the end. <laughs> well, listen, listen, like, uh, they... So Mike, Mike, oh, bad boy Barnes, uh, kind of was like the Goro because he had the extra. No, no, I, I got, I got the gimmick. No, okay, I, but then I only had two characters from Karate Kid show up mm-hmm. in mine. So it's, well, and Snake is a, a a henchman in Karate Kid Three, and Reptile is. Uh, a bat, a henchman in Mortal Kombat. So yeah, well, here's the here's the crazy thing, Ariel. Because Mortal Kombat, the more recent ones have started to include uh, lots of different characters as DLC. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe maybe one of our pitches is going to end up being incorporated in the next version. That would be awful fun. Yeah, I think I think the crane kick idea about it being unstoppable is uh, mm-hmm. makes it a little OP. So maybe they got to figure that one out. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, the bad guy did block it in Karate Kid yeah. 2. Spoiler. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, and I like how you had Daniel stepping on a rock and falling into a spike of pits. I imagine that's how he'd be defeated. Well, yeah, because I mean, you know, I gotta, I gotta make sure that however I finish my story that it is unsatisfactory. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a pitch where the hero defeated the villain outright. It's always that something went wrong and the hero wins kind of by default. Maybe one day you'll surprise yourself, Jonathan. Who knows? Maybe I'll grow as a writer, but I'm not counting on it. (laughs) But one thing you guys can count on is that if you write to us, we will respond because we've done that. We've had people email us now or a person email us now. And that was awesome. So if you also want to email us, maybe you have your own uh, squirrel girl power you want to talk about. Maybe you have your own version of a mashup that you want to suggest, or you have your own take on Cobra Kai slash Karate Kid meets Mortal Kombat, any of those things, or you just want to say hi, you can send us a message. The email address is lnc at iheartmedia.com. Yeah, you can also reach out to us on social media, on Twitter, where LNC underscore podcast, and on Facebook and Instagram, where Large Nerdron Collider. Uh, and as we said earlier in the episode, you can check out this episode and all of the show notes on our website, that's www.largenerdrawncollider.com. Yep. And uh, remember, if you enjoyed this episode, or even if you didn't, tell a friend, uh, tell your friend that you enjoyed it. We don't care if you lied to them. And make sure <laughs> you leave us a review if you're really enjoying the show. It helps us get discovered by more people, and we get to have more fun conversation with you guys. And so we really uh, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. And until next time, I have been... Ariel Fatality Caston. And I've been Jonathan Babality Strickland. Finish him. The Large Nerdron Collider is a production of iHeartRadio and was created by Ariel Kasten. Jonathan Strickland is the executive producer. The show is produced, edited, and published by Tari Harrison. 
For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from undercover tourists. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from undercover tourists and authorized seller and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with undercover tourists now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.